Welcome back to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We'll be right back with today's guest, but first we want to acknowledge our podcast partners, We Coach and the Global Community of Women in High School Sports. These are two great organizations, and you really need to be a part of them. Go to wecoachsports.org, and for the global community, go to globalcommunityofwomeninsports.org. Again, they've got great resources for you as an athletic director and for your coaches. Support We Coach and the global community of women in high school sports. Now let's hear from our sponsors. We want to thank Huddle for their support of the podcast. Go to huddle.com and you can find out that Huddle is how the world sees sports. Over 200,000 teams across 40 different sports use Huddle to help their athletes play better. As a head football coach, I used Huddle for years, but as an athletic director, we were a Huddle school, and our coaches just loved the smart cameras, the programmability, the mobile apps. Of course, they love the analytics, but there's so much more. Huddle can help every level of play, from club and youth teams all the way through high schools and colleges, and they have the tools to help your teams, your athletes improve. Huddle is a professional-grade solution for your teams. Go to huddle.com and find out how your school can become a huddle school. We believe in sports and teams believe in huddle. Join the 6 million users and go to huddle.com. We also want to thank SnapRaise. Go to snapraise.com and see how their fundraising platform can raise you thousands of dollars. Get away from the fundraising headaches of the past. There's no selling. There's no inventory. Our coaches use SnapRaise, and it was just fantastic. It was easy, it was safe, and it worked. Go to SnapRaise.com and see the thousands and thousands of dollars that they've helped schools just like yours raise using SnapRaise. Grow your program and choose a fundraiser that works for you. Go to SnapRaise.com for more information. We also want to say thanks to Final Forms, the industry leader in forms and registration, but there's so much more than that. Final Forms can help your stakeholders with things like mobile accessibility. They've got reminders for parents about policies, about physicals, and all the forms that come with athletics. Final Forms can also help your coaches with things like attendance and communication. And for athletic directors, Final Forms can help you with eligibility and rosters and all the reports that come across your desk. If you want to take the next steps and find out what Final Forms can do for you, go to finalforms.com forward slash Jake. It's time that you talk to a team that's walked in your shoes. Go to finalforms.com forward slash Jake to get started with Final Forms. We also want to say thanks to Sideline Interactive. Go to sidelineinteractive.com and check out their indoor scoring tables and video boards. <clears throat> they not only raise money for your athletic department, but they also create the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com and schedule a live web demo to see their tables and boards in action. And you can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com to see exactly what their fantastic products can do for you. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com. Check them out today. We want to say thanks to Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. You know, they're on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. If you're looking for a really cool way to display your school's 
record boards for all your teams, for all the sports, or to display your school's Hall of Fame, go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. Their interactive touchscreen consoles and their templates can help you recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. Let them help you showcase your school's diverse history and your proudest moments and go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. You can also email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com to get started. That's sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. We also want to say thanks to Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. Go to hometownticketing.com. They'll show you how to set up and sell your tickets online. They'll show you how to scan the attendees that come to your games. They'll also show you how to collect your revenue. And every step of the way, you'll have a dedicated client success manager helping you with hands-on support. That's hands-on support. Go to hometownticketing.com. They'll also show you how to sell tickets for things like school dances, uh, music performances, uh, theater productions, even high school graduation. Go to hometownticketing.com and start selling your tickets digitally. That's hometownticketing.com. We also want to say thanks to Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. Uh, athletic Surveys by Lifetrack are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. At our school, we use surveys for just about everything, for teachers, for coaches, for kids, and for parents. And the information that came back was almost always over the top positive, and it'll be the same for you. But the surveys also allowed that squeaky wheel parent to vent, and sometimes they'd share a small problem that you could take care of and keep it from turning into a big problem because you didn't know about it because you hadn't done a survey. If you've never used a survey to check the pulse of your parents or your student athletes, you're really missing out. Talk to the folks at athleticsurveys.com or email them at info at athleticsurveys.com and let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. And we want to say thanks to Gipper. Go to gipper.com and see how athletic directors are creating world-class marketing content for their school social media channels. You can do it in seconds on any device and you don't need any design experience. It's so easy. Even I can do it. Go to gipper.com. Tell them you heard about it on the podcast and use the podcast code ADPOD10. That's ADPOD10 and get 10% off. Create custom branded content for your school's social media channels at gipper.com. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We're staying right here in Florida today and talking to an old friend, Aaron Crawford. Aaron is a certified master athletic administrator. He's a longtime athletic director here in the state of Florida. He's on our FIAAA uh, faculty. And he is the, uh, I can say, you know, new uh, this year athletic director at one of the top programs in Florida. He's the athletic director at Apopka High School. We're going to hear more about that program later on. But uh, Aaron Crawford, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Jake. Well, again, we, you and I talked, we've um, been trying to do this for a while, but uh, glad you could spend some time with us. I know it's a very busy time. We always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So give us that, uh, that three minute uh, bio, where you were born, where you grew up, maybe take us up uh, through your college years, and then we'll take a break 
we'll come back and hear more about your early career. So uh, what's the Aaron Crawford origin story? I was actually, I was born in uh, Northern Maine. I've been a Roostook County and uh, my dad and my mom were both public educators. My dad coached baseball for about 47 years uh, along with uh, basketball and volleyball and soccer, a little bit of everything. And uh, probably like anybody who's a coach's son, uh, I was in the gym or I was out on the field uh, all the time and uh, helping to groom the baseball field before games and while he was doing laundry, I was shooting basketballs and, you know, kicking soccer balls and, and whatnot. So uh, we moved to, to Florida in 1992 to Claremont, and my dad continued to coach and teach uh, when we moved down here. And uh, obviously playing high school sports was, was a passion of mine. I, I, you know, I think the best lessons that are learned uh, for character are learned on the playing field. So uh, I just... You know, did four years of, of high school sports for varsity letters and uh, moved on to college. I was going to play some college football, but uh, decided to just focus on studies. I, I, I majored in hospitality management at UCF and uh, went on to work for Marriott for a year and worked for a golf and tennis resort in Central Florida uh, for a little while and then decided to get into education myself and started coaching girls soccer and evolved from there into becoming an athletic administrator. And I want to say it was uh, Trish Highland, who used to be the county AD in Orange County, had uh, introduced me to the FIAAA. And that's where I was introduced to you as well as Andy Childs and uh, reintroduced to Russ Wombles uh, when I was taking my first couple of classes at FIAAA um, and just kind of evolved since then. Yeah, you, you certainly, uh, you know, mentioned some legendary FIAAA figures there, not me, uh, but, you know, Andy and Russ, uh, I, uh, you know, certainly instrumental in my growth with FIAAA. Let's go back a little bit to uh, those earlier jobs, um, you know, the hospitality industry and, and, and working with the, uh, the, the tennis. Um, what were some experiences at those jobs that you could see, maybe not at the time, but now looking back, you know, they helped you in your role as an athletic director? Well, I, I think a lot of it has to do with customer service. I mean, that's really what we're in is, is the customer service business with, uh, you know, providing the best services for our student athletes and, and being a support staff to our coaches so that they can provide the best learning environment for our kids. And then also being able to, to mediate between parents and and coaches is huge because in the hospitality industry, as soon as something goes wrong and people's experiences are not going the right direction, you know, as a manager, you're dealing with those items uh, very intimately. So uh, I feel like those, as well as marketing and, and budgeting, uh, have really been helpful in athletic administration. Oh yeah, uh, you can see the application, uh, you know, instantly. Uh, you know, both the people skills as well as those organizational skills and budgeting uh, and branding too. Nowadays, very cool stuff. Uh, for our listeners, our guest today is Aaron Crawford. Aaron's a certified master athletic administrator, and he's the director of athletics at Apopka High School here in Florida. We're going to take our first break, but we'll be back with some more. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to thank our friends at Hometown Ticketing for their support of the podcast. Go to hometownticketing.com and they will show you how to set up and sell your tickets online. 
They'll show you how to scan the attendees that come to your games and collect your revenue. That's certainly important. And every step of the way, you're going to have a dedicated client success manager that provides hands-on support. That's every step of the way. Go to hometownticketing.com. They'll also show you how to set up and sell tickets for things like school dances, uh, drama productions, uh, theater, concerts, uh, even graduation. Go to hometownticketing.com and start selling your tickets digitally. That's hometownticketing.com. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, our guest today is Aaron Crawford, Certified Master Athletic Administrator and the Athletic Director at Apopka High School here in Florida. Aaron, you, you kind of took us up through those early years, uh, you know, the different uh, career paths that got you into athletic administration. Talk a little bit about those early days as a coach and, and particularly that transition, what I like to call coming over to the other side of the desk. Uh, how did that all uh, take place? Uh, you know, I, I'll, originally I was just trying to give back and wanted to make sure that the kids at Eastridge High School, uh, where I first started teaching, had the opportunity to, to get some coaching similar to what I had growing up. Um, so I, I coached soccer for a couple of years there and then actually transferred to Windy Hill Middle School in Claremont um, and was able to coach basketball, volleyball, uh, and soccer. And I'll tell you, one of the most challenging parts of moving into athletic administration is that first year or two when you're handing the keys over to a new coach that may not coach the same way that you do, but I think it's a real humbling experience and it's a real lesson um, as far as transitioning from, you know, having it all your way to just being a support mechanism to those coaches and allowing them to do things the way that they need to, to be successful and, and to provide a great experience for the kids. So uh, I remember my first basketball season as, as athletic director, um, sitting at the scorer's table doing the, the scorebook while the new basketball coach was calling, calling some different plays than what I would have. Uh, I was a, a, a pretty much a straightforward man-to-man -man and, and half-court trap defense kind of guy, and he was playing in a lazy 2-3 zone. And I looked over at him. I said, is that what you're going to play all night? <laughs> and... It was just tough. I had to I had to take that step back and say, you know, I've got to let him do his job. If he's going to make mistakes, uh, you know, it's going to be the best way for him to learn. But not everybody is going to coach the same way. And I think that helped me in, in learning it at the middle school level where there were only four or five sports helped me transition a lot better into the high school where we have 35 sports. Boy, I can see that uh, same situation. I was the AD and the head football coach at uh, a school here in Florida for a long time and then was hired as the AD at a, a different school. And our football coach, uh, again, very nice gentleman, but just did things differently and in some ways didn't do them very well. And it was so, so hard to not step in. And I probably stepped in, you know, a couple of times when I shouldn't. So uh, I'm right there with you. That's hard to do. But, you know, you, you either you got to help them. Uh, get better on their own or, you know, maybe make a change, but uh, yeah, just, I mean, asking them those questions, what do you need to be successful? Uh, that's, that's one of the things I ask every single coach on every campus that I've been at. And, uh, and again, reminding them that I'm, I'm not your boss. I'm, I'm here to be a support to you. I'm not, I'm not signing anybody's paycheck. I'm not really hiring and firing. I'm just making recommendations to the principal or, or, you know, the people at the County level. Um, so I, I guess it's probably a different mentality than a lot of people have, but 
that's that's what I think uh, has been live and successful over the last 12 years of doing this. Oh, no, absolutely. Now, um, after each Eastridge High School, uh, what was your next stop? Uh, after Eastridge, I stopped at Olympia. I was there for one year as the athletic director. Um, had a great year, made some some really good relationships there, uh, and then ended up transitioning to athletic business manager or assistant athletic director at University High School for one year with athletic director Mike Rummel. He, uh, he was in his first year as an AD and uh, gave me an opportunity to come over and work with him and, and start laying the foundation for his success uh, with some of the programs at university. And then uh, after that, I was offered the AD position at Lake Nona uh, down in Southeast Orlando. And I spent the last three years there. Now, um, in Florida, and I'm sure in other states too, uh, there is a position, mostly at larger high schools, and you mentioned it, athletic business manager. Um, touch on that a little bit. Um, I, I, I've heard it and I've, kn I've known people, but I haven't done my homework on that. Is it more business or is it more assistant AD or a combination of the two? Yeah, I would say it's a combination of two. And I, I would say school to school here in Orange County, it'll, it'll vary as to what tasks uh, the business manager takes on. Uh, in the job description, uh, it talks about budget and ticketing operations and whatnot. Um, at Lake Nona, I allowed my business manager to oversee social media. Um, here at Apopka, my, uh, my business manager does, in fact, oversee ticket operations and so he does all the cash boxes, gets the ticket takers, um, gets the ticket windows all ready to go for game nights. And I tell you what, it's 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 a godsend. Uh, and it takes a little bit of pressure off of me on a game day. And, um, you know, when, when we get past halftime of football on Friday night, I'm not in the uh, bookkeeper's office counting money and, and doing ticket reports. I've got somebody to do that for me. And, and it's, it's really great. Um, while I was in the role, it was more of an assistant athletic director role. I did a lot of the behind the scenes stuff with home campus and, and roster management. Uh, I did a lot of the scheduling, uh, contract management, that kind of stuff, as well as uh, helping out with the facilities. I, I would get to school at around six o'clock every morning and flip the lights on at the stadium and I'd mow for an hour before I went to teach class. And after I got done with classes in the afternoon, I'd go right back out to mowing or painting lines. Wow. Uh, at, at a smaller high school, um, I didn't have to do a lot of that. So it's, it's, uh, uh, it's interesting to see how things are done at a different level. You know, thanks for sharing that. And, and like I said, school to school, it's different. And, and every school here in Orange County, uh, it, it's like a well-oiled machine. I think, you know, it, they have people who are support staff that are, that are on the mowers, that are painting lines. Um, and we even have some really good vendors here in Central Florida that that paint lines for us uh, at a nominal fee. But um, you know, I, one of the things I really enjoyed was getting out and getting my hands dirty, um, mowing the mowing the grass, painting the lines, and you know, leaving the radio in the office and leaving the cell phone plugged into the charger. So I just had that peace and quiet and no interruptions. No, and I, I do recall that my very first job 100 years ago, I was the um, athletic director, I was the head football coach, I taught uh, six out of six periods. Uh, I also uh, mowed the the fields with the tractor, and I carried the uh, aluminum irrigation pipes out uh, to water the field. So uh, <laughs> uh, I've been there, done that. But 
for our listeners, our guest today is Aaron Crawford. He's a certified master athletic administrator, and he's the director of athletics at Apopka High School. We're going to hear some more about Apopka when we come back. But first, let's hear from our sponsors. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thanks to Final Forms for their support of the podcast. Final Forms is the industry leader in registration, but there's so much more than that. Final Forms can help your stakeholders with things like mobile accessibility. And they've got reminders for parents about policies, about physicals, and all the forms that come with athletics. Final Forms can also help your coaches with things like attendance and communication. And for athletic directors, Final Forms can help you with eligibility, with rosters, and all the reports that come across your desk. You know, it's time that you talk to a team that's walked in your shoes. To take the next steps, go to finalforms.com forward slash Jake. That's finalforms.com forward slash Jake to get started with Final Forms. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Our guest is Aaron Crawford from Apopka High School here in Florida. Aaron, um, earlier on, you you mentioned a couple of names. Thank you for, uh, you know, tossing my name in there. But uh, uh, we always like to let our guests uh, give a shout out to the, the mentors that they've had. Of, of course, no one in our position gets to where they're at on their own. There's always people, you know, pushing us, uh, patting us on the back, kicking us in the butt. Um, the expression I like to use is, I still hear those voices in my head. So uh, do you have any voices that you still hear? <laughs> Uh, definitely. Actually, uh, one of the, one of the first people in my, in my life, um, besides my dad, obviously, you know, I got to give a big shout out to my dad. He's, he was a great coach. Uh, I got to play for him. Um, you know, not only a great father, but a great coach, great teacher. Um, he was, he's the first mentor, but, uh, when I was 14 years old, I actually played basketball for, uh, coach Scott Williams, who's actually the basketball coach here at Apopka high school. So kind of things came full circle for me. He he taught me some very valuable lessons as a young man as far as character. And, uh, you know, I still use some of the the lessons today when, you know, during practice one day, I complained about not getting a foul call and he stopped practice and said, hey, um, when has a referee ever changed the call for you? And uh, I still use that line today with some of my coaches and my players that, uh, are showing dissent, uh, whether it's during games or during practices. So he's definitely somebody. Uh, I also uh, had a really great relationship with Lance Walsworth, who was the longtime uh, athletic director at Eastridge for a while. He's now teaching at Montverde Academy. Um, Scott Williams was my soccer coach in high school. He was a great mentor. Um, you know, Trish Hyland is somebody who was active with the FI AAA for a long time. She's actually the person who I give credit to getting me involved with athletic administration uh, to the level that I am. And, you know, just in starting the relationships with the FI AAA, uh, taking a couple classes with, uh, with you and with Andy Childs and, and Russ Wombles, who Russ Wombles I've known for about 30 years. So, um, you know, those, those are some folks that really, um, have been super influential and, and, uh, you know, I'd probably go ahead and throw out Doug Patterson as well. I think he was, you know, a great County athletic director here in Orange County for, uh, for, I believe it was six years that he was here as a County AD. And you can definitely feel the, the level of professionalism, uh, in our room of athletic directors for Orange County, 
uh, definitely improved with his leadership and uh, and just seeing how many how many people are so passionate about athletics here in Orange County. I think you're muted. Oh, there you go. I, I am a professional podcaster uh, and I still forget to unmute myself. Um, you know, those names you mentioned, I was saying uh, while I was muted, uh, been in Florida for 20 plus years, I've gotten to rub shoulders with a lot of those people. And you're absolutely right. Great leaders, always encouraging. Um, you know, Russ Wombles, uh, I, I didn't take my first LTI course from him. That was Dan Como, but uh, Russ was my second and, and just really shepherded me along. Uh, as a as an older AD at the time, I didn't get involved with FIAAA until later in my career. So, uh, you know, Russ, Andy Childs, you know, all those guys, uh, you know, just really helped me um, along. So it's fun to hear uh, that they've had an impact uh, on your career as well. Okay. Absolutely. And, and I, I was the successor to Andy Childs at Lake Nona. So uh, it was it was really unique, you know, one AC passing it on to the next AC. Um and and you know having really similar work ethics and and philosophies on student athletes and and trying to just build the culture down there that was that was great for me that that's right uh, and andy opened lake nona i believe uh as a brand new school um I, again how was that uh taking over for uh you know let's say a legend it, it was great just because i knew everything was organized everything was uh was set up for success and and really uh, every single one of us that that you know gets to hold the keys has a different philosophy and has different strengths and weaknesses. So he did a great job establishing the culture there, and uh, you know having just such a great coaching staff down there was was you know made my life easy. Let's just say that. Um, but you know when I was there, I focused a lot on the branding and and the facility maintenance. So. I would say over the three years, uh, it was a total team effort with me and administration to, to get things to the where they are today. And I want to say for Class 7A last year with the FHSAA all sports uh, rankings, we were number six in, in the state. So um, we were pretty proud of that. Oh, no, absolutely. You know, that as an AD, that's one of those uh, things that you really, you know, strive to have all of your programs, you know, achieve some success. Uh, very cool. Once again, for our listeners, our guest today is Aaron Crawford, Certified Master Athletic Administrator and the Director of Athletics at Apopka High School. Uh, we're going to hear about Apopka soon, so please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thanks to Gipper for their support of the podcast. Go to gipper.com and see how athletic directors and schools are creating custom-branded content for their school's social media channels. You can do it in seconds on any device and you don't need any design experience. So easy, even I can do it. Go to gipper.com, tell them you heard about it on the podcast and use the podcast code ADPOD10, that's ADPOD10, and get 10% off. Go to gipper.com, create world-class marketing content for your school, that's gipper.com. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Aaron, uh, you and I you know, have been athletic directors for uh, a couple of years, but we do have a lot of listeners who are younger ADs, even brand new ADs, 
And I think it's important for them to hear about the journey that we all take and that we're still on with our state association and with NIAAA. So you've touched on it a little bit, but share again how you first got involved with FIAAA and how that led to uh, your NIAAA involvement. Well, as I said before, uh, you know, being out of middle school, transitioning into athletic administration and, and wanting to be a high school athletic administrator, I went to uh, Trish Highland, who was our county AD in Lake County at the time. And I just asked her, you know, to go down the path, what would she recommend? And, and she said, well, I would get involved with the FI AAA. And I said, well, what's the FI AAA? Um, so she explained, oh, it's the, it's the, the state athletic director conference. So, um, you know, I got all the information from her that I could. I registered for the FI AAA conference. I want to say it was like 2008 is when I started with the FI AAA and uh, took a couple of classes just to kind of get my feet wet with um, with the whole process with the LTI classes and uh, kind of went from there. I think I started building some relationships and then found out that then there were that there was an NI AAA and I said, well, what's NI AAA? <laughs> So, you know, was able to, to attend the conference in Orlando um, the year that I was in Orlando and, and got to meet a lot of people, a lot of vendors. And I think that's where it starts is, is seeing that you're not in this thing alone. And not only do you have a network of ADs and assistant ADs that are members that are going to help you out, whether you're taking LTI classes or going to the breakout sessions, but in the, in the vendor hall, you're able to meet some some really good vendors, compare some products, and uh, and see some things that you probably wouldn't see if you were just sitting at your desk or uh, you know supervising events. Yeah, um, uh, again, the resources that FIAAA provides uh, uh, and the connections uh, you kind of alluded to that uh, I, I think just really kind of bowled me over. I was a football coach who was also an AD for much of my career. And uh, when I got involved with FI AAA, they really helped me become more of an athletic director. Um, we've mentioned already, you're a CMAA. Talk a little bit about um, how your project uh, uh, developed and, and came to fruition. Well, it, what I found was, you know, in a couple of the schools that I was at, we were having a lot of turnover in coaching staff. And I, I did an assessment and, and found that a lot of it was because there wasn't a lot of emphasis on professional development rather than success on the field. And that success on the field doesn't necessarily come until you have qualified coaches uh, providing good instruction. So uh, I went to the drawing board and said, okay, let me, what can I do? I can create an assessment system that's based off of our classroom assessment of our teachers. So created the entire project around that. So uh, looking at the relationships that the coaches have with the kids, seeing how effective their instructional uh, methods are, um, and, and just holding them accountable to that and doing yearly assessments of the coaches, going over those assessments with the coaches and making sure that if there are professional development needs, that I was supportive of those, whether that was financially or just giving them resources that they needed um, to, to get the coaching uh, technique down i'm going to um um put you on the spot uh did, did you um do your cmaa through the uh the written process or did you take advantage of the new oral presentation i, I did the written process I, i'm i'm kind of old school in that regard um uh, kind of reminded me of being in college again 
Yeah, I was on certification for many years um, and uh, helped develop the, the oral presentation. Obviously, I did my CMA written as well and really enjoyed it. But I'm telling you, if that oral uh, option had been available, I would have been all over that because certainly I love to talk. Okay, but uh, very cool. Uh, we'll do this again at the end of the podcast. But if one of our listeners wanted to reach out and pick your brain a little bit about your project or about anything else, what's the best way they can get a hold of Aaron Crawford? Uh, best way is always email. You know how the phone, uh, the phone in the office is probably touched once or twice a day. So uh, you can reach me via email. It's aaron.crawford at ocps.net. Uh, it's A-A-R-O-N dot C-R-A-W-F-O-R-D at O-C-P-S dot net. Um, and definitely feel free to reach out to me. I've, I've got resources that I've probably stolen from other people too. So uh, if, if, if it didn't come from me, I've, I've got something. Well, uh, we've said this many times. Athletic directors are great about stealing. Uh, they're also great about uh, acknowledging, hey, I stole this from uh, you know this school. So very cool. Um, Aaron Crawford's the athletic director at Apopka High School in Florida. When we come back, we're going to hear about some best practices at Apopka, which is one of uh, you know the, the top schools in Florida. So please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to thank the good folks at Huddle for their support of the podcast. Go to huddle.com. Huddle is how the world sees sports. Over 200,000 teams across 40 sports use Huddle to help their athletes and teams play better. As a football coach, I used Huddle for years, but as an athletic director, our school was a Huddle school, and our coaches just love the mobile apps, the smart cameras. Of course, they love the analytics, but there's so much more. Huddle is built for every level of play, from youth teams to high schools and colleges, and even the pros use Huddle to help their athletes perform better. Huddle provides a professional-grade solution for the challenges you face as a high school AD. Go to huddle.com and see why teams believe in Huddle. Join the 6 million users and go to huddle.com. Go ahead. Well, I'm so glad that uh, that Huddle is one of the major sponsors, you know, they've been really integral in uh, what we've done in multiple sports at all the schools that I've been at. And uh, I've been trying to encourage coaches to even start using it for practices so they can start down, uh, breaking down film uh, from practice days. And, and not only just for, for student athletes to be able to see what they're doing right and wrong, but for those fun conversations that we have to have with mom and dad about you know, why, why little Johnny's not getting much playing time. No, absolutely. I haven't even thought of the the parent application, but uh, you know the ease of programmability, you know the everything. Huddle's just been great, uh, um, and our, and like I said, our coaches loved it. Thanks for that shout out. I'll let our friends at Huddle know. Well, uh, speaking of best practices, um, we always like to um, uh, let our guests share some of the things that they're proud of at their school. And as I mentioned, Apopka is certainly you know one of the top programs in the state. Uh, what are some things that uh, you um, maybe have brought to Apopka or things that you did at your other schools uh, that you're particularly proud of? What are some best practices you can share with our listeners? Uh, one thing one thing that I've done at every school that I've been at so far is just tightening up branding and, uh, and consistency in uh, logo use and 
font schemes that are being used on uniforms. That's something that I uh, that I spoke about while I was teaching uh, LTI 611 at FIAAA this this past uh, April. Uh, it's just one of those things that you can control, and you just don't want to have kind of the wild wild west going on with you know every single one of your teams going into a, a different school and looking different. They should be using the same logos. They should be using a similar font scheme, making sure that everybody's using the right color pattern. Uh, on their uniforms and whatnot. Uh, that's definitely something that I think is, is a best practice. Um, and for us here, I, I think it's just a matter of letting everybody do their own job. Um, you know, everybody has something to do. Everybody's held accountable for it, uh, but just staying out of people's way and, and not overstepping your lane. That's probably one of the best practices that, that I could say we do here at Apopka and, and we've done that everywhere that I've, I've been at. Yeah, um, I love your uh, expression, the Wild West. Uh, you know, I, I would talk about a, a coach going rogue uh, and, you know, coming up with a different shade of blue or a variation on our, our mascot. And just, you know, what are you thinking? Um, you know, the, the, I heard this message early on as an athletic director, and uh, it talked about it's not the, uh, let's say, we'll choose a popka. You know, it, it's not, a popka tennis it's not a popka you know basketball it's a popka high school and each one of those teams is a very important uh player on the high school team so you know in your case you're the Absolutely. blue darters uh you know mcclay we were the marauders and uh convincing sometimes and encouraging the coaches to understand hey you're a very important player but it's not all about you. You're on the team. So, you know, let's support, you know, the team, let's support the other members on that team. Um, well, um, and I, I would say I try to run it as almost like a representative democracy, just like our government, um, where we know we have 35 sports and it's kind of like having the 50 states. Each state has states' rights and, and they're going to do things that are right for their programs, right? So the, the main thing is, I asked the coaches, if, if you're going to run your program the right way, imagine that it's your name across the, the front of the chest instead of Apopka or Blue Darters, mm -hmm. because if it's your name, you're going to do what's best uh, to protect your name and your reputation. So um, that's something that we do here. Uh, that's something that I've done uh, for the last couple of stops along my career is just letting coaches coach and and I'll just be that support staff when I need it. But we're all flying under the same flag, no different than the United States. We're flying under the stars and stripes. So here we're going to fly under the A with the with the darter coming out of it. And, and we're going to try to use some consistent font schemes with our uniforms and make sure that we're wearing royal blue and, and white as our primary colors. And we'll pop in some gray and some black here and there too. Yeah, no, again, I love that flying under the same flag. And, you know, you all have a great logo. I mean, it's, uh, you know, for our listeners, you know, Google uh, Apopka Blue Darters, uh, great logo, great color scheme. You know, thanks for sharing that. Um, once again, for our listeners, our guest today is Aaron Crawford. He's the athletic director at Apopka High School in Apopka, Florida. We're going to take another break. I know that's shocking, but uh, we'll be right back with uh, more on the Educational AD Podcast. We want to thank the folks at SnapRaise for their support of the podcast. Go to snapraise.com and see how their fundraising platform can help you have a better athletic program. 
get away from the fundraising headaches of the past. There's no selling, there's no inventory. Um, at my school, our coaches used snap raise and it was just great. Uh, I knew what was going on as an athletic director, but I didn't have to be involved. Choosing the best fundraiser is critical and you can put the snap raise digital fundraising difference to work for you. As I mentioned, it's easy, it's safe, and it works. Go to snapraise.com and check out the thousands and thousands of dollars that they've helped schools just like yours raise using Snap Raise. Change your fundraising game plan and start a fundraiser that works for you. Go to snapraise.com and get started. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Aaron, one of our uh, longstanding questions has been around the idea of uh, coaching toughness. Uh, a long time ago, when I was in high school, uh, our coaches would say things like, uh, come on, Jake, you got to be tough. And we kind of knew what they meant, and we did it. Uh, since then, uh, we have figured out much better ways to communicate with kids and to you know coach kids. But I still feel toughness is an important aspect of sports and of life. So here's my question. How can we help kids develop toughness while also being sensitive to the very real challenges that a generation Z kid is experiencing that I never had to go through back in the day? Well, I think overall education-based athletics has evolved a lot, especially in the last 15 years or so. Um, it used to be that you could get into a kid's face and, and yell at them and, and just kind of really just push them, push them, push them. Uh, to the point where they're going to do what you told them to do. We've evolved to the point where now the kids have to be encouraged and, um, you know, we have to have those conversations with them. And one thing that I always like to do is if I, if I see a young man or a young lady, who's not pushing themselves uh, to get better every day, I ask them, do you feel like you got better today? And then that, that, that question is, circulating in their head. Did I do everything in my power today to get better? Um, did I run that sprint as hard as I could? And, and really just telling the kids that this is their experience. They don't want to look back 10 years from now and say, you know what, I should have tried harder. I should have pushed myself harder and, and basically put the accountability onto them and, and, and let them know you need to push yourself. You need to get better every day. You need to have goals for yourself and you need to do what the coaches are telling you to because they're trying to do what's best for you and getting the most out of you. Um, so building that toughness right there and that, kind of that intrinsic motivation in the student athletes, I think helps to build some of that toughness that we're not seeing so much uh, anymore. Um, and just reminding them that other people are relying on you uh, and, and trying to get you to do your best so that they can be their best too. Yeah. Uh, again, uh, that, communication. Uh, I, I love that the way you phrased the question, um, you know, did you get better today and, and kind of put it back onto them, but in a, a positive nurturing type of way, um, you know, sports, you know, there's always going to be that uh, physical toughness to it, but uh, you know, teaching kids, you know, how tough they really are and, and, and what toughness means in this situation. Great job, you know, communicating with kids. Um in your experience uh, as a coach, and again, you've been doing this for a long time, can you see an example where you maybe started to go old school with a student athlete, but ended up, you know, 
doing it, uh, let's say, in, in a more educational athletics-based way? Well, I, I think we're all kind of creatures of habit. You know, we, we want to we wanna get the result we want immediately. Um, and if we don't get it right away, we kind of resort back to what might have been easier. But I learned I learned the lesson very early in my career at Ethan Coaching. Um, I, I had an altercation with a student athlete and uh, to the point where, you know, I, I grabbed the, the, the student athlete by a shirt and I said, hey, are you listening to me? And, you know, when you talk about what kind of mentor you want to be to these kids and, and what kind of father you want to be to your own children uh you start asking those questions if, if it was if the, the roles were reversed if if i was a coach touching my child in that way how would you react um so i always kind of try to take those step back and um you know when we do have those frustrating moments with a student athlete where they're not doing exactly what we need them to do um kind of using a 24-hour rule with them and um holding off on having that conversation while your emotions are, are still heated, calling them in the next day, sitting them down and just having a one-on-one -on -one conversation or, or a two-on-one -on conversation almost as an intervention and asking the, the, the questions, hey, how, how do you think you look? How do you think uh, you're performing or how do you think your performance affects other people? And, and again, just putting that ball in their court so they're answering those questions. Um, I think that communication piece is key and, and the success of any sort of intervention that you're trying to get from your student athletes, whether it's performance-based or behavior. Yeah, I, I, again, you hit it right on the head. It's that communication and how that leads to that building that relationship. You know, uh, I remember when I went from my school where I'd been the AD and the head football coach for eight years to a brand new or to a different school as the AD, uh, the kids at the new school, they didn't know me. Okay. Uh, and so there was no relationship. And, you know, um, I, I really had to spend time working on that to, I guess, coach uh, an AD the way that I was used to uh, with people that knew me. So, uh, again, building those relationships, communicating, so very important. Okay. Um, for our listeners, our guest is Aaron Crawford, certified master athletic administrator. I'm going to put the emphasis on master. And he's the uh, athletic director at Apopka High School in Florida. We're going to take another quick break, but we'll be back. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thanks to Wall of Fame by Vital Signs for their support of the podcast. If you're looking for a really cool way to display your school's record boards for all your sports, for all the events, or for your school's Hall of Fame, go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. Their collection of uh, interactive touchscreen consoles and their library of templates can help you recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. Let Vital Signs help you showcase your school's diverse history and your proudest moments. Go to vitalsignswalloffame.com or email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com to get started. That's sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. We also want to thank our friends at Sideline Interactive for their support. Go to sidelineinteractive.com and check out their indoor uh, scoring tables and video boards. They not only help you raise money for your department, but also create the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com 
and schedule a live web demo to see their tables and their boards in action. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com to see exactly what their fantastic products can do for you. We have a Sideline Interactive score table in our gym, and it's just fantastic. We use it for home games, but we also use it during pep rallies. We use it for signing ceremonies. It's tremendously versatile, and their customer service is outstanding. Go to sidelineinteractive.com to find out more. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Our guest is Aaron Crawford, Certified Master Athletic Administrator and the Director of Athletics at Apopka High School here in Florida. Aaron, you've talked a lot uh, today about uh, the importance of branding. Um, what are some other things uh, that you can share with our listeners about branding and, and say facilities management? Well, again, branding is, is huge for me. I want to make sure that whenever our teams go to another school, um, they're immediately recognized. They know that that's a popka coming through. That's the APK. That's the blue darter nation. Uh, Obviously, uniforms is one piece of it. Uh, Warm-up equipment, warm-up apparel is another. Um, even even looking at uh, the the sponsor uh, with uh, you know Sideline Interactive, those those scores tables are a way for us to to brand our facilities um, and and build those up and create a great environment not only for the student athletes but for the spectators. Uh, and something that I really focused a lot of attention on over the last three years of my career is. Uh, building the best facilities that we can, because at the end of the day, these, these kids are looking for something that's similar to what they, they see on Saturdays and, and what they see on Sundays. And the closer that we can make our facilities to that, the better off we are, the better the experiences for, for not only the student athletes, but the parents and, and the members of the community that see the school. So uh, when you use some really good windscreen uh, product on your outside facilities, uh, do some custom windscreen with the logos and and some um, and some mottos on it. I think people really buy into it as they're walking in to watch a football game or a basketball game or a baseball game or a softball game, and they just they know that you're paying attention to those little details. Yeah, um, you're absolutely right, um, and it, it's a lesson that I, I think I learned a couple of years later than I wish I would have. Uh, just how important, you know, the, that images, the, the imaging and, and the branding is to, to kids, coaches, and, and it's trickling down to parents too. Um, you know, again, you, you've talked about um, some of the things that you've done at your other schools. You got one more, uh, let's say, secret or suggestion that you could share with our listeners that, um, you know, you think was maybe a difference maker in this whole idea of branding, um, uh, to your community? I, I think it was just being consistent. Um, so we, we made sure we used the same vendor for all of our, uh, our facilities. So the logos were consistent, the font scheme was consistent, the quality was consistent. So anywhere we went, um, you know, going from baseball to softball, it looked very, very similar. Um, that helps out not only with, with that community aspect of people recognizing it, but also helps out with title nine where, uh, you know, you want to make sure that there's equity between your male and female sports. And, and there's usually no bigger divide than what's between baseball and softball. Uh, I think that most of the cases that I've ever encountered were between those two programs. But um, as long as we're doing our best to make sure that both of those facilities have equal uh, equipment, equal 
kind of facility upgrades, then I think they'll function very well and, and they partner with each other really well. Yeah, again, you're so right. You know, boys and girls basketball, you know, the gym is the gym. Boys and girls soccer, they're playing on the same field. Um, but baseball and softball, you've got, you know, batting cages, you know, locker rooms, you know, all the sports specific things, but they're different sports, but they're comparable sports. So again, absolutely. You really have to uh, keep your finger on that and not just to avoid, you know, a, a title nine issue, but because it's the right thing for those student athletes, uh, you know, the girls and the boys, you know, they, they deserve the very best that we can provide. You know, absolutely. And we're just trying to give them the best experience that they can have. And, and like I said, they, they wanted to feel like they're at a small college uh, when they're at a high school facility now. And, and uh, I've tried to do my best to, to make that come, come true everywhere that I've been for the last few years. No, that, that's almost it. Well, again, Apopka, is, uh, as I've mentioned before, you know, uh, one of the top programs uh, and has been for many years. Uh, but that uh, the phrase you used, providing them with the best athletic experience, you know, that's really kind of a private school mentality. Uh, but it's it's absolutely true. Uh, you know, with open enrollment uh, in Florida, you know, you you want to have a, a great athletic experience for your kids, your parents, your coaches and for that ad too Absolutely. aaron this has been so cool you know reconnecting with you uh hearing a little bit about your new program but we're not done yet uh, we always wrap up with the athletic director's toolbox uh, we're going to take another break we're going to hear from athletic surveys by lifetrack who sponsored the toolbox and when we come back we're going to find out what aaron crawford is going to put into his new athletic director toolbox please stay with us we want to thank the folks at Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for sponsoring the Athletic Director Toolbox segment. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. At my schools, we used surveys for just about everything, for teachers, for coaches, for kids, and for parents. And the information that came back on these surveys was almost always over the top positive, and it'll be the same for you. But the surveys also allowed that squeaky wheel parent to vent a little bit. And many times they'd share a small issue that you could address and keep it from turning into a big issue because you didn't know about it because you hadn't done a survey. If you've never used a survey to take the pulse of your parents or your student athletes, you're really missing out. Talk to the folks at athleticsurveys.com uh, or send them an email at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. Let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. Well, we've been visiting today with Aaron Crawford, a certified master athletic administrator. Aaron, you certainly know your way around the world of athletics, but Right now, I'm going to challenge you to send out a brand new AD on the very first job, but I'm only going to let you put three things in their toolbox. What three items are going to go in Aaron Crawford's athletic director toolbox? I think the, the biggest thing is, as a new athletic director, making sure that you don't bite it off more than you can chew. Uh, I think we're all very ambitious when we first get the set of keys and and we're in charge of an athletic department. We want to change the world, but the reality is that that first year, it's a whirlwind, and it's going to come at you 90 miles an hour. Um, and 
the the more you can keep yourself kind of contained during that first year and just kind of learn the processes and procedures of being a high school athletic director, uh, the better off you'll be. And use that first year as an assessment tool to figure out, hey, what do we do well? What do we not do so well? And how can we improve that in year two? That would be the first thing. Don't bite off more than you can chew in the first year. The second thing I would say is um, make sure you control the things that are controllable. Uh, we can't control a lot of things on game night, but leading up to game night, there are a lot of controllables. It's making sure the field is mowed, making sure that the facility is clean, making sure the lines are painted uh, and, and they're straight and they're, uh, they're correct. Um, and, and making sure that when you are ready to open the doors to those spectators that are coming in that are not normally on your campus, that they have nothing to be critical about um, while, they're, while they're in your campus uh, enjoying the, the game. Uh, obviously, we can't control how the ball bounces. We can't control how great or, or, or poor the officials are during a game. And, and uh, we can't really control behavior of, of the visiting team, but all those other things that we can control, we need to make sure we're controlling. So that would be uh, tool number two. Um, and I would say tool number three is don't be stubborn. When people ask you if, if you need help, let them help you. Uh, you, you know, I, I tell everybody I'm 100% capable and able to do every job that it has to do with the athletic department, but I'd much rather allow people who are experts uh, or trying to work on an expertise to help in, in certain areas. That way it takes a little bit of pressure off of my, uh, my plate. Um, so definitely take people up on offering for help and, and, and allowing them to help you. Well, um, uh, those, they're all great tools. Uh, but the first two that you mentioned, I don't think we've had anyone use those exact words before control the controllables, uh, and, uh, don't bite off more than can chew, you know, great, great advice. Um, Aaron, one more time, if one of our listeners wants to reach out, pick your brain a little bit and listeners, I certainly encourage you to do so. What's the best way they can get hold of you? Best way is always email. Uh, like I said, the, the phone in the office is, is very seldom checked. Maybe it's once or twice a day, but uh, email is, is right attached to my hip at all times. So it's aaron.crawford at ocps.net, A-A-R-O-N dot C-R-A-W-F-O-R-D at ocps.net. Aaron Crawford, Apopka High School. Thanks so much for being on the podcast today and all the best uh, moving forward um, with your teams. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me and looking forward to seeing a, a bunch of people here in Nashville here in a couple months. Oh, absolutely. Uh, definitely. Uh, everybody make sure you're making your plans to attend the NADC in Nashville this year. For listeners, remember the Zoom recordings of all of these uh, interviews that we do get uploaded to the Educational AD Podcast YouTube channel. We appreciate you listening today. Come back uh, just about every day for new content on the Educational AD Podcast. We'll see you next time. Once again, we want to thank everybody for listening to the Educational AD Podcast. I want to thank our partners, We Coach, and the global community of women in sports. Check out these two great organizations. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on the Educational AD Podcast. Mm -hmm.